0: Hi everyone, my name Alistair. I cover uh, venture capital for uh, Private Equity Hub and uh, Venture Capital Journal. And uh, you're in for a treat, so thanks for, uh, and you're welcome to come forward. We're not as menacing as we look. This is a fireside chat, so imagine a, uh, a roaring uh, uh, fireplace fire. behind us. I never
1: understood why is it called a fireside chat when you're fire. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Is this was...
1: being taped, by the way? Is this being taped? It is. Okay, oh, okay. I have to watch my language then. <laughs>
0: Because uh, there's always the danger of dropping f-bombs, I, I suppose, when talking to an investor. I've, I've had, I've had, I've had warnings. Okay, Haney, introduce yourselves to this lovely crowd.
1: Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Haney Nada. Uh, I've actually spoken at this conference before. Uh, it's a fun conference. It's actually one of my favorites. It's a small, intimate conference about the dredges of the music industry. It's, it's a sector that I love. I have a passion for music. We've invested in several music companies, and knock on wood, we've made money. Uh, on all to date. Uh, um, we've invested in a company called Pandora, we've invested in SoundCloud, uh, we're investors in Bandpage, uh, Jukely, and we have about three or four other Chinese companies, YY, uh, Chukong, which also do music in Asia. So it's a, it's a very interesting sector to me. Uh, I, I think it is a $24 billion industry that should be closer to a $100 billion industry Uh, And my goal in life is to see it grow to that to mushroom to be that big Um, So that's the
0: quick summary. That's a great summary and uh, just a quick poll from the audience. How many in here are entrepreneurs? Oh, Lots the majority. How many of you are looking to raise money from an investor? You can be honest. Okay, (laughs) who's looking for seed money raise your hand. Thank you.
1: Who's looking for series a Ah, series B series C Okay. Any really, really old people looking for a Series D? <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. Thanks
0: for being honest. Um, uh, so you don't just invest in music, you invest in other companies. I mean, uh, you were involved in something called Alibaba, I think, and yep. uh, <laughs> uh, Glue Mobile. I, uh So what I'm driving at is um, what, drove you, uh, what drove you to invest in music?
1: So uh, music is one of my passions. Actually, uh, across the board, I invest in companies that I have a passion uh, for. So video games, uh, audio music, um, and even uh, e-commerce are all uh, some of my passions. I also have a passion for hardware, so I invest in drone companies as well. But music is one of my top passions. I probably spend at least 40 hours a week with music on somewhere in my life. uh, and I'm an aspiring, Oh, I shouldn't say aspiring, I'm no longer aspiring, I'm an amateur drummer, not very good, not nearly as good as Larry Marcus, who's uh, <laughs> is a f- fantastic
0: jazz drummer. And he never hesitates to tell you that, too. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and you know, one of the interesting things, I tend to be a little bit contrarian, because most of my peers in the venture capital world hate investing in mm-hmm. music, because uh, a lot of industry people have lost a lot of money uh, trying to go after the space. Uh, it's a very difficult taste to invest in. Um, many people feel like it's trying to invest in the government because of the licensing rules and how how kind of asinine a lot of these uh, uh, deals end up being over time. But I, I actually find it a great challenge. Um, I think there's some really cool innovative models of monetization
0: and helping artists make more money um, that are just emerging. You, you, you uh, use the word hate. I mean, it is very negative. It's um how, how did you overcome that in the early beginnings? That that feeling that hey, you're a uh, you're a VC. Don't invest in music. That's that's not where you want to look at.
1: I, so I remember looking at Pandora, talking to Tim mm-hmm. early on, and and uh, we looked at it at this Series A, uh, Savage Beast, if you guys remember that. Uh, we mm-hmm. looked at it Series A, looked at Series B, and they were just on the cusp, and they were like, well, we're going to sign a label soon. We're going to do this and we're going to do that, and they didn't yet have any licensing deals, and we passed, passed, passed multiple times. And finally ended up investing, I think it was in the Series uh, C, it was a $300 million valuation round, which back then was very, very expensive. But they really had some traction both on the licensing side and the advertising side. So it was kind of a proven model. Uh, and we saw the opportunity that this is going to be a big company because of music so rampant and interactive music, especially on, on these devices, it was going to be big. And that's when we made the investment.
0: Mm-hmm. How's, how'd that investment turn out? <laughs> uh, actually really good, so yeah. it's
1: interesting. Um, so we sold most of our stock when the company went public. Mm-hmm. We did very well on the investment. Mm-hmm. Which too. was, what,
0: three years ago now or longer? It's, yeah, it's been longer it's, than that. Yeah, it has been.
1: But interestingly enough, when, you, when the stock ran into trouble recently again, we actually mm-hmm. reengaged. engaged we, hmm. we went back and invested in the company. I uh, spent some time with management team, really like uh, some of the upcoming things that they are planning or, and thinking about, whether it's international expansion or additional streaming services. Uh, and I think uh, they're doing a really good job with industry now versus, I think the previous management team had this antagonistic relationship with the industry. I think the new management team is actually embracing uh, a lot of the things that I think are, are required to build a multi-product uh, music company.
0: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. So what are you seeing today in, in in the music business, and as far as uh, uh, worthwhile startup investments are concerned? And, so know, yeah, go uh, ahead. Look,
1: I think uh, for everybody here, um, you know, I've I see a lot of uh, I see a lot of early stage, seed stage music companies come and say, Hey, you should invest in us. We have this new widget that's going to do great. Um, by and large, taking venture capital money is kind of an evil prospect. Um, we are going to push you to do things that are unnatural. We're going to push you to do things that are going to try to make you into a multi-billion dollar, and I hate using the word unicorn, but they're, we're all, all going to push you into becoming a unicorn. And oftentimes, that kills really innovative businesses. Um, most businesses that I see, I, I either invest personally, and I've done so with many of the music companies, or taking friends and family money. Because if you're going to build a business that's going to be eventually be a hundred million dollar business, don't take venture capital money. They're going to make you squander (laughs) that money that you could potentially earn by building a great successful business and try to get to a billion dollars or ten billion dollars. That's how we make our investors money. The top ten companies in any venture portfolio are the ones that make the money. Everything else is a loser. So we're going to push you to take additional risk than you probably are comfortable taking if you're building a good, modest business. I mean, a lot of people can build a 10, 15, 20 million dollar business with good profitability if they're not pushed to try to create a 100 million dollar business. So I really kind of make sure that you want to go on that dark side, take venture capital money and push the risk. I mean, it's the truth, right? Uh, so that's, that's, that's kind of off the bat. The other thing that I see, and I hate using the word monetization because it <laughs> makes people like, feel like they're being um, um, trafficked, um, but I think the industry is woefully behind the business models that are emerging out of tech. If you think about business models, there's three main ways people can take content, music, pictures, video, and, mo- and get money from consumers that consume that content. The obvious one, and it's been around forever, since the beginning of radio is advertising, right? Sponsorships and ads. And that's a pretty tried and true model, and I think Pandora is probably the leader on interactive music monetization using advertising. And then, we, and then slowly what's come up after that is subscription services. So Spotify, on-demand streaming, and even there's live streaming services that have done really well. So Jukli is, is one of ours, uh, and they are trying to create live music discovery through a subscription. And that's an interesting business. Uh, I really like, I don't know if you guys know Bora, he's a, gr- he's a great entrepreneur. Uh, based in New York, the one piece that I think is missing that other companies have seen is the e-commerce piece, the commerce piece. And I'm not talking selling about T-shirts and hats. I, th- I think there's a huge opportunity in selling e-commerce. So we're investors in Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Airbnb. Um, sorry, I'm talking fast. I'm very excited. Um, no. We're, so we're Airbnb you started along. off as basically renting couches off people's homes. It's now today a multi-billion dollar company, and not only can you rent a couch, you can actually rent a room and maybe even a house. And one of the things that people are saying, well, stop growing, they've got so many people already, the reach market saturation. But one of the interesting things that they're adding on to their services, their services, is an experience route. So you as a host might rent a couch or a room or a house, but in addition to that, you can invite your guest to come out with you to a neighborhood bar, meet your friends, take a local tour of a city, and the host gets paid for that. And that might cost two or three times more what you're paying for the couch or the room. So these additional experiences, as they call them, are going to be, I think, just as big, if not bigger, than the, re- the couch rental business or the room rental businesses. So they're really taking an innovative stance on providing services for the tourists and the guests that they have in their homes. And I think the music industry needs to think, think about the additional services that fans want or need beyond just music. And it's really hard to say, and, and, and I'm sure if you're a musician it's hard to hear, but I think, I think of music or recorded music as the end cap or the doorbuster prize to get the consumers in the door. I think once you can establish a fan base, there's so many ways to monetize, and I've talked about you know, segmentation of your audience and understanding your audience ad nauseum to you guys, but I truly think people have not figured it out yet. There's a scalable model in providing additional services to your fans. And I'm not talking about hats and t-shirts. I think there is something there. And that's the company, this is why I'm speaking at this conference, because I think there is a company there,
0: here, somewhere that can do this <clears throat> you all can see why I agreed to do this all I had to do was just ask one question and and, <laughs> and sit back and enjoy you just so you're a VC and you just told these people that uh, taking venture capital is uh, taking evil money um, well where should uh, most of these people are entrepreneurs how should they start their business if they if you don't want them to take VC money how should they uh, how should they raise their capital
1: so i think there's a lot of interesting ideas that mm-hmm. are getting seed funded right now mm-hmm. there's a lot of seed investors out there there's a lot of rich entrepreneurs out there mm-hmm. so guys that are successful linkedin guys that are successful twitter they're all living down in menlo park and palo alto and atherton becoming angel investors and they're writing fifty, hundred million, hundred thousand dollar checks to a lot of startups to friends and family startups and many of them are Passionate about music as well. I mean, that's a that's another leverage point I think you got to seek those people out get their advice and pitch your ideas to them It's really inexpensive to start a company. It's never been more inexpensive to start a company than today Mm -hmm. the cloud services the infrastructure the offshoring the uh, the the consulting There's a lot of opportunities to build these really great companies from the early start by you know leveraging fifty to hundred thousand dollars seed capital so that's what I would suggest many of the startups today that have a great idea go do. Go prove it out. Build an app or build your ecosystem or build your product and test it out. And if you got good data points, Series A investors, the evil venture capitalists, will come flocking to you. Mm-hmm. If it's truly a revolutionary idea, uh, they will come flocking to you. Uh, it's really hard to try to build, a, you know, to, inv- to raise a million or two million or $3 million dollars for your Series A or your seed round to build something from scratch and you're gonna build this gigantic Taj Mahal. I, I, would not, I would not recommend that. I think it's really, really hard to do. And the only way you can do that is if, if you're a proven serial entrepreneur and have a friend that's got a big checkbook to do, a mm-hmm. uh, venture
0: capitalist friend. Great advice. What about AngelList? Are there good music investments there? Um,
1: so I, th- I think AngelList is a great tool. Mm-hmm. But again, I think you're fighting against the stigma of music being a bad space to invest mm-hmm. in as a venture mm-hmm. capitalist. Uh, it's really, really hard to overcome that stigma on an anonymous platform like AngelList. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got a big sponsor AngelList, I think that's going to be really hard.
0: Uh, Is it important to be uh, as passionate about music as you are if you're investing in it?
1: It's actually negative
0: because (laughs) I make some really bad decisions because of my passion.
1: Um, I think think you're going to find a lot of people that are passionate about music Mm -hmm. in the venture business, and I think it's great to leverage that passion into... I know a really, really good friend of mine, a ski buddy. I'm not sure if Gordon is here or not. Uh, started a company called Bounce Chat. And his idea was around uh, using it to leverage live music events. Great idea. And um, I haven't invested personally, but I've been spending a lot of time with him, advising him how to think about building the app, the right leverage points, the right uh, points of the app. So he's getting you know, advice from a venture capitalist. I'm not sure if it's good advice or not. But he's getting at least my advice around how to build a company. And that's very, very valuable. And I've actually introduced him to friends who have invested in this company. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've I've maintained the church and state line um, with him. But I've been able to help him a lot. So find a sugar daddy, if you (laughs) want, to help you with some of these
0: ideas. (laughs) Yeah, if you learn one thing, it's find a sugar daddy to uh, invest in your music tech startup. uh, but seriously, if people are interested in getting the feedback from a, an experienced V.C., or even better if that person is into music and has invested in music, uh, I mean, I mean, let's be honest, most VCs you know, don't take inbound emails or don't answer uns, you know, unsolicited calls, and, and uh, you know, don't like to be approached. Excluding you, of course. You're very approachable, but uh, people in the (laughs) people in the audience want to talk, want to get, you know, pick the brain of a VC. I heard that's a bad expression to say, by the way. I just want to pick your brain. But uh, if if people just want to like talk to you and and gain some insight into the music tech business, what's what's a great way to find, you know, a solid investor to get feedback on? So I I think there's a couple of ways to do
1: it. Um, I would never cold call or Mm -hmm. send a cold email to a venture capitalist okay we get i get literally hundreds per day and i Mm -hmm. cannot and i can't i can't do them all i mean it'd be great if i had enough time to read them all i'll maybe find that one in a thousand um but it we're not going to read them the only way you'll get attention of a venture capitalist if you get a referral from a person that is you know uh that you know that they know that you know Uh, a qualified reference. That's the only way that you'll get the attention from a venture capitalist. Or if you're at a conference like this and we're over cocktails and you, hey, can I I have an idea, can I pitch it to you? And if, if you could do it in 30 seconds, if you could do it in 10 seconds and get their attention, that's brilliant. If you could do it in 30 seconds, you have a chance. If it takes longer than 30 seconds, forget about it. So practice your pitch. That's really important. The elevator pitch is very, very important.
0: Practice your pitch. Uh, you mentioned e commerce. We had the guy from the weekend in here. <laughs> we, <laughs> I saw you, it. Uh, it, it made you hair. pause, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> people Sorry. were looking at us. They didn't, weren't looking at us. I'm who making master blush. blush. <laughs> uh, it's easy to do. So, should, uh, should we open it up for if they, I mean, yeah, sure sure. they to want to ask yeah, questions? Yeah, Does anyone have any questions? Uh, we do have a mic that we can uh, pass to you. Anyone with a question? Raise your hand and we'll get it to you. How about that gentleman in the back? You can ask Haney anything. Yes, yes it's on. Hey, uh,
2: first of all, great advice because I have a, a record label but I don't even call it a label. I call it D7 Sounds because we sell sound. And the, my partner won the California State Lottery. The other one's a rock star named Eddie Money. So I got seed money from these guys. We have inter- intellectual property. And so now we, we really want to go to the next step and we have a business plan. So the question is again, exactly what you said is approaching a VC uh, with, that, with, with music in mind instead of it being a, an app or a tech oriented company, you know, because it's going to be intellectual property that we own. So does that make sense?
1: Um. So I'm trying to understand the question or the pitch. Um, so again, so the f- first advice is, you, you, you had my undivided attention for 10, 15, 30 seconds, and I didn't get the crispness of the solution. Right? You have IP. You've got good backers. Any guy that's named Eddie Money, even though he's a musician or not, is a good <laughs> name because he's got money, uh, at least or at least influence in the industry. Uh, so you got to get crystallized. Tell me what what your business what your business plan is. IP is this is IP, right? I mean, everything I have is IP. What, what is IP? Quit using buzzwords and tell me what your business is.
2: It's, it, the intellectual property are the songs and the music that we have. Okay. Now we have to bring it up to the next step because I'm using internet radio to get airplay. Uh, we have a regional reach and all, but uh, I want to get to a national level and so I'm going to need money. Most of it's going to be for marketing. So, is marketing something that interests you as a venture capitalist? All
1: right, Uh, sorry to do this to you. Everybody raise your hand who wants to invest in this company. Sorry, dude. (laughs) All right, any other questions? I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Go ahead. Do you look at investments as uh, additive to the existing portfolio that you've already invested in? So, SoundCloud and... Uh, Pandora for example. Additive or, or yes. So great question. Um, it's really hard to invest in direct competitors, mm-hmm. it, but eventually what happens is companies start to Merge together in terms of the di- direction. I'm sitting. We sit on a lot of these boards, so you get a lot of private information that what's going on, the direction of the companies. So it's really sensitive for a lot of companies. So we try to be investors in complementary companies rather than competitive com- companies. You know, when they're public, then it's you know all all bets are off. But like by and large, private companies, I won't invest in two private companies that are doing the same thing, because I think that's really hard to do. Yes. <laughs> wait for the mic, wait for the mic. Thank you.
2: Hi, uh, I, I read your publication, so
0: Thank for, you, nice always for you. great to meet a fan. Ask any uh, a question.
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, is, there, is there opportunity or are there people already taking advantage of
0: the sort of East Coast, West Coast dynamic? So there are a bunch of guys on Wall Street that are interested. They're like, what the hell's going on over there? Like, are there co-investment opportunities? Are there people approaching you to say, hey, I got all these guys with a bunch of money. We want to invest alongside you. Does that happen?
1: Um, we call that dumb money in the Silicon Valley. Um, there is a lot, of, there's a lot of money in the system today. Um, we have uh, our Chinese, my Chinese entrepreneurs who have late made hundreds of millions of dollars uh, coming to the US trying to diversify their assets, investing, co-investing with us, investing in companies, doing seed stage companies. So I think there's a lot of money out there uh, for startups in general. Um, I think you have to be very careful of the money you take um, because sometimes it taints you in a particular corner or it will force you in a, a particular direction. Um, if you have, it, nobody's going to give you a check and walk away and never talk to you again. They're going to be on your ass saying, hey, what's going on this quarter? What's going on this month? And the less professional those investors are, uh, the harder your job is going to be. It looks like the next panel is here
0: because now we have a real audience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they heard good things about us in the hallway and came um, in. Well, let's try to wrap it up. If There's one can. more question in the corner right Okay.
2: There. What's the best elevator pitch you ever received?
1: Fantasy sports for money.
0: <laughs> that sounds like DraftKings. <laughs> He's an investor in DraftKings. <laughs> um, uh, so to wrap it up, uh, VC equals Evil Corp. Uh, hone your, Mega <laughs> Evil Corp. <laughs> hone, your, uh, hone your elevator pitch. Um, how else would you wrap it up? Uh,
1: and truly think yeah. about like the company you're building. Is yes. it does it make sense to take venture capital money, or does it make sense to take angel and seed money? Uh, there's a huge difference in the expectations of those two things. And uh, you know the reason why I say venture capital is evil megacorp money because we're all trying to create these megacorps, and it, sometimes it kills a lot of companies when we do that.
0: Mm-hmm. But as a consumer, hey, we're really happy to have Pandora and Bandpage and and Jukeley and so forth. So. Yeah. Keep keep on listening. Hey, if you make money off of it. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yes, thank you. How about giving a hand to Haney? Thanks. Thanks, man.